Thank you for tuning in to episode 46 of the Lauren Bronston Experience. Prior to making this episode, I had another episode scheduled. And then I read the news that Spotify bought Anchor. And I thought, well, this is incredibly interesting. I mean, this podcast is primarily hosted on the Anchor platform. It's distributed to other RSS feeds, iTunes, and Spotify, and many of the other ones, Pocket Casts. But I, I record it, and I primarily upload it first and foremost to the, to the Anchor platform. So for the Anchor platform to now be sold to Spotify, you can imagine myself as well as many other Anchor podcasters are questionable about the future. Now, I generally have a positive outlook on things, but I wanted to take a rational approach to this and share my insights with you guys and let you know what I think about this purchase and based on the information that I've read where I think it's going to go. And I'd love for you guys to let me know what you thought of this podcast. Let me know what your thoughts are on Spotify buying Anchor. But without further ado, let's begin the episode. Now, I want to clarify that many of the articles I read stated that Spotify bought Gimlet as well as Anchor. But uh, I'm not too familiarized with Gimlet. From my understanding, it's a podcasting platform, but it's fairly exclusive in regards to they create and curate, I believe, all of their own content. I believe it's it started... And there's potentially a, a, a media agency, and they, they created their own content, which was podcasts, and they focused primarily on promoting those podcasts, and now it sort of just became its own cycle of creating its own content and promoting it online. I could be incorrect about that. I'm not 100% certain. But I think the intention of Spotify buying them is they can use their understanding of the podcast market to create content and develop a platform on Spotify that allows for users that normally only listen to podcasts or primarily podcasts can transition to the Spotify platform easier by creating a user interface that's more um, recognizable to podcast users. Because as silly as this sounds, I, I do think there's a slight difference in the user interface of podcast players and music players like Spotify. And while it may sound silly, you say, who cares? You just you still know how to operate it. The people that primarily listen to podcasts, the people that primarily listen to music, are two separate target markets. And if you want to integrate those two, or if you want to like bring on the podcast refugees onto your your larger Spotify Spotify country, if that's what you how you want to look at it, these people need to have an easy transition. You can't just force them into your user interface. So I think they're bringing on Gimlet potentially because they're going to say, how can we make this transition to bring users that are not currently on Spotify from their podcasting platform? to Spotify. What can we do to make that as easy as possible? Because people don't like change. And I think Gimlet is going to create user interfaces or bridges that will bridge the gap and make the transition easier. So that's why I think they bought the Gimlet side of this two company purchase. Now, as far as the Anchor side, I have a lot more insight into Anchor. I've been podcasting on Anchor for close to a year, at least I think. Um, I, I've spent a lot of time reading the Anchor forums on Facebook, and I follow them on Twitter. I chat with a lot of the community. I even have had a few people from the Anchor platform onto my on my podcast. I've been on a few of their episodes of the podcast, and it's great. So Anchor was its own little niche community, and it was fun. But now that we're moving over to Spotify, what does this mean? Are they just going to amalgamate our community, and we're just going to be scattered in this just vast sea of amazing million choices between music and podcasting it'll be overwhelming and you get lost no one will find you and that'll be it well i mean that didn't happen with itunes and itunes is already fairly established so 
a lot of people that I've read, I mean, a lot of the people's uh, comments that I've read thus far uh, on Facebook, on Twitter, on on the Medium posts, even uh, replying to the TechCrunch posts, they're fairly nihilistic in their outlook. And what I mean by that is they're, they're looking incredibly uh, negatively at the situation in regards to they're just being greedy. They don't care about us. They have no morals. Morals don't exist. When you're that high, when you're, when you're that big of a player, you do not have morals. Morals do not exist. Every move you make is only for the intention of making money. And I don't believe that nihilism has a place like in a platform like Anchor. You know, Anchor and even Gimlet, the two of them, they seem too genuine. I'm not saying they're not trying to make money, but they're definitely being cautious about every decision they make. Because up to this point, the communication they've had with their own community and the transparency they've had has been next to none as far as social media platforms goes. So for me to think that they're making this decision primarily for financial reasons i don't necessarily think is the case i'm not saying they're not making money off the off this purchase but i'm saying i think there was a sweeter deal than just a big paycheck i think them moving over to this bigger platform gives them more power gives them more freedom and more access to engineers and coders and developers and creators and creatives and i think it'll only allow them to flourish and become something better I know people are just, I mean, it's quick to jump to negativity and everybody rather be wronged and right rather than wrong but have something right done to them. But that's just how we think. We'd rather be screwed but be right about it. It's just how we are. But I try not to think like that because I really it's not going to help us anyways. So, I mean, I, here are some of my scattered thoughts of some of the benefits, I think, of this amalgamation of Anchor and Gimlet coming on to Spotify. One of the first questions I wrote is, will Spotify integrate Anchor's UI because we're so used to uploading and writing our captions and links and all that stuff a certain way. And they've changed it recently, but still fairly easy to do. But what I've read in many of the articles and what the creators of Anchor have said is that they're allowing us to still use Anchor. So it's connected to Spotify, but Anchor's still its own existing thing. And the same way you upload currently is how you're still going to do it. You're just going to have more access and more features and bells and whistles. So, so, so far, it's all net positive. So that, that was my biggest fear, is that are we going to have to learn sort of a new user interface? But they said it's staying the same. So that, that's great, and that, I think, will ease the transition. And that's why I don't know why people are so negative, because if they're, they still sort of have their own identity. They just have more access to developers and creators, as I said previously. I, I mean, I imagine everything has a duality to it, with a positive and negative aspect to anything. But in this case, I think the growth is not only for the people that own the business, but for the people that use the platform as well. With platforms like Libsyn and Blueberry offering analytics and deep, in-depth analytics to understand who's listening to your podcast and checking you out and where they're checking you out, I'm curious if Spotify is going to try to compete with that kind of business because I feel they've created their own niche. There are competitors that are cheaper than Spotify and uh, Spotify than a uh, Libsyn and Blueberry. But the majority of legitimate podcasters use Blueberry or Libsyn, and that's because they're just powerhouses. They're very reliable. They're a little bit more expensive than some of their competitors, but they just, they're consistent. They're always there. They have great customer service. It's like GoDaddy. There are other examples as well, but just a lot of people have a good experience with GoDaddy, so that's why it's so successful. Now, another thing that I was curious is, is how can people monetize your podcast? Because currently Anchor offers a way to monetize your podcast. And people are fearful that it's going to change now or it's, it's going to be more exclusive. So less people have access to doing it unless you're a bigger creator with so many followers. They make it seem like you're going to have more access to monetizing your podcast through sponsors. That's great. 
to be honest with you, my perspective on this entire thing is it's great to have sponsors, but I would recommend doing it yourself. Best of all, don't focus on the small scale of getting sponsors. Instead, try to build your brand. Do what I'm doing. You see, I, I don't have sponsors right now because I don't feel anybody is relevant enough to what I do to want to sell. Like if I'm just selling you t-shirts, it would be odd. If someone approached me with something, whether it's an app or something else that I feel is representative of the people that listen to this podcast, and I feel that it will benefit you guys more than it will cost you, then I will talk about it. But that's mainly for your benefit and my benefit. And if I get paid for it, that's great. But the main intention is that whatever I'm getting paid is still less in value than the value you get out of knowing about it, downloading it, using it, whatever it is. So for example, if someone creates some kind of productivity app and they pay me to talk about it, I would only do it if I was so certain that as soon as you hear me talk about it, you download it and it changes your life forever. If it had that much of an impact, then it's worth becoming a quote-unquote shill and taking money for something. Otherwise, I, don't, I just don't want to sell anything just for the sake of making a little bit of money. Instead of that, I'd rather just be honest with you guys, teach you guys, build a relationship, and over time, if you guys find enough value in what I say, if I ever do anything, write books, do lectures, make movies, whatever it is I do, you guys will support me because you've supported me this whole time as I've provided for free for you. And when it comes time for me to make a little bit of money from something I've created, you're willing to part with that money as a thank you because you've enjoyed all this free content up until that point. That's mainly how I'd hope to do this. If I create a thousand episodes of the podcast and then write a book, if you guys buying that book would be representative of how much you appreciate all the previous episodes of the podcast and you want to see what's in the book because you've enjoyed all the previous episodes. That's how I recommend you guys go about creating your own brand and building a podcast brand because it's nice to have sponsors, but it's small scale. If you focus on building your own brand, when it comes time for you to sell your cookbook or your book on engineering, your astrophysics book, your posters, your t-shirts, whatever it is that you're really passionate about, when it comes time to actually put your creative energy into something you actually want to create and then you ask your friends or fans to buy it, They'll want to buy it because if they're really your fans and they've been following you through this entire journey, you guys have similar interests and they know that you've had an interest in doing something like this. So when the time finally comes, they followed your journey the entire way there. So of course they're going to want to invest in it because they were part of it. And to hold that physical copy or that, that artwork or whatever it is, it's just further involvement in the process of our community, if that makes sense. And it's a good feeling. And... and it's something that we all reciprocate to and it's something that we all do to each other. We all buy each other through each other's businesses. We all support each other by supporting each other's businesses. It's just how it goes. That's all. And I think the same thing sort of applies to this, this Spotify deal. Um, they, they're creating something. And even if they're making money from it, it's still benefiting us so much so that even if they're making money, it's okay because the benefit that we get from it, that we get from building our brands, from creating a podcast, from having ease of access and somewhere to store our information for free, I think that's... It's worth them, quote unquote, taking a little bit of money and, you know, putting the Spotify logo on the Anchor website. I, I really think the pros far outweigh the cons. There's a few more points, then I'm going to let you guys go. This is a little bit scattered as far as my thoughts go, but these are very important points I want to touch on because I want you guys to acknowledge them before they come about. Because that way when I'm right, you can say, wow, maybe he, he knows something. Maybe I should listen to him more often. So another reason why I think this is such a successful and smart idea is because my parents are not that old. They're 60s, they're in their 60s, maybe late 50s, my dad's in his 60s, and neither of them, they know what podcasts are, they know of podcasts, but they don't know how to access podcasts. They don't really understand the iTunes store, and I think that's the majority of people their age. 
I think podcasts are still fairly new, and knowing that there's a separate podcast app, I think the, the it's, there's not enough ease of access. It needs to be like anything else. My dad understands Facebook. My dad understands Instagram enough. He doesn't understand Twitter, though. So you need it to have a very easy beginning ease of access. So when people first open it up, there's not all these bells and whistles. It's very simple, very easy to understand layout, and I think Spotify will offer that. They'll know when you probably make an account, what's your age, and based on your age, it'll give you a slightly different layout. And I imagine that, because like age comes into consideration as far as technological knowledge goes, generally. Generally, the young, younger you are, the more of a native technologist you are, because you, you're already born into technology versus the older generation has to adapt to technology. So I think Spotify eating Anchor and Anchor being published on Spotify and being more more promoted on Spotify will allow for more eyes. People that normally would not have been able to find your podcast or know what a podcast really is will now have access to it. So if anything, more just more eyes, more views, more people are checking you out. I Once again, net positive. I, I think it's great. That's why I'm really excited about this. Another thing that I thought was interesting is as I was reading the article, one of the uh, people in the article they were interviewing mentioned video and the importance of video and how most content watched online is actually video. And that leads me to maybe think that maybe Spotify is slowly encroaching to become the Walmart of the internet. And what do I mean by the Walmart of the internet? Well, Google's a directory. Google's like the yellow pages of the internet. But the Walmart of the internet is sort of like Amazon right now, I guess. So let me rephrase that. Not the Walmart of the internet in the sense that you can buy things. The Walmart of entertainment. That's what I mean by that. So Amazon's the Walmart of the internet as far as products go. But we don't have a Walmart of entertainment. One place where you can see all videos, all pictures, music. Like you, you have your maybe your Reddit for, for your pictures or your memes or your articles. Then you have your social media to connect with your friends. Then you have your Spotify primarily for your personal playlist or pay, playlist you share with your friends. Then for your viral videos, you go to YouTube. So you're sort of spread out and scattered a little bit. And I'd be curious to know if, if somehow Spotify will integrate a video platform or make a deal with a popular video platform and have some kind of integration. So... They sort of become one giant amalgamation of a, just a giant media center, a place that you go where you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to music, you can listen to videos or watch videos. I was thinking maybe it would be with Netflix, or would Netflix then be interested in you know doing music or audiobooks? I don't know. It's interesting. It's an interesting thing to think about where we're going because there's just there's so much variety and. As of late, the biggest one of the biggest trends as far as like technological advancements goes, I mean, yes, there's space and all that, but I'm talking about the way we engage media is to have this plethora of movies and TV show and music at our fingertips more than ever before. When I, what I'm talking about is when you go to Blockbuster, there was a lot of tapes, but it's never been at such quick access like Netflix, where they're literally tiles, and the tiles seem to have gotten smaller. So there's either can fit even more tiles on one screen. And we have these giant TV screens. So you're maybe looking at like 200 tiles at once of, of movies. And by moving three inches, you can go from one movie to the next. That's how quick you can scroll through movies. This is becoming more and more apparent with, with Netflix, with movies, with Spotify, with music, with Reddit, the way they've changed the Reddit UI. So you can just, like, you don't even have to read titles anymore. It's just pictures. You're just constantly scrolling through pictures. Facebook feeds are changing, Instagram's changing, everything is becoming more and more rapid, instant gratification. So I'm curious if our brains or they're go either our brains are going to start becoming so um, impatient that we need to we need this instant gratification and we're not even willing to jump from website to website anymore. 
is that why we're going to have this multi-platform that allows for music and movies and television and pictures all in one? Is it because because we're not patient enough to go from website to website? Or are the technology companies going to dictate that? That you guys, we can just tell that you guys are impatient. You guys are jumping from thought to thought, from website to website. You have a thousand tabs open. So we're just going to, we're going to either create a platform that shares similar videos or we're going to maybe make a deal with AMC and just start with their videos. And I don't know, but I, I genuinely think someone is going to create a deal, probably Spotify. They're going to make a deal with either Netflix or a network or someone where they start creating videos on their platform. It's not going to be viral YouTube videos by creators. Maybe it will be, but I think it's going to be a network because networks aren't doing so well. So maybe they'll say, you can get all your exclusive shows here the same day they air on TV, maybe before they air on TV, if you have this extra premium Spotify account. Then you have access to the all the NBC shows plus the music plus the, you know, the uh, anchor podcasts. Maybe something like that. Will they offer a Patreon? Something you can maybe pay into. So if you like this podcast on Spotify, you can pay money and, you know, they get a little percentage and I get the majority of the percentage that goes into fixing the quality of this podcast. Maybe that's how to do a pay model. But I think it's primarily going to be, I think it's primarily going to be sponsorships. But I'd love to hear your thoughts. I, I can, I know this episode was a little bit sporadic, but it's just, my thoughts are all over the place. The information is still so new and I'm really excited because even if it's, even if the outcome is negative, we're still moving in a different direction and and change is always good because change allows for new growth and new growth allows for new technology new ideas and who doesn't love new ideas i want to thank you guys for listening i really really thoroughly enjoyed doing this episode i'm sure you could tell i would love to hear your thoughts on this topic let me know what you think in the comments message me privately message me publicly tag your friends please don't forget to rate this episode if you liked it on itunes it helps more people find the podcast but most important more important than anything else please get in touch with me. And I want to know what your thoughts are. Is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? Did I overlook something? Am I being too positive about it? I'd love to hear your thoughts. But until next time, thanks for listening.